3: it gives me a lot of
0: hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're gonna love season nine.
3: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Tura
4: Podcast
0: Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: NFL Total Access, the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
6: Second half begins. The disco ball is down. Still in the studio. Get your dance on, Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason off tonight. Dan Byer in instead. My partner on the I Want Your Flex podcast. Starting to get all those rankings together. We did a little wide receiver talk last hour. Start wringing your hands and going, all right. What am I? Which guy am I going to get high on and? Watch him fail miserably so people will tell me how terrible I am this year.
7: Uh, I'm still in love with running backs. There aren't any good ones anymore, but I'm still in love with them, Mike.
6: Well, we keep trying to make it happen. It's like watching Mean Girls again. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. There you go. There's my uh, musical uh, nerd coming out for you there uh, in hour three, Dan.
7: Like, I Listen, I it seems every time... I see Nick Chubb touch the football, something really good happens. It's true. Like, I can't remember a time where I have not, you know, seen Nick Chubb do something well. And here you look at rankings and they're like, Nick Chubb, you know, he's ninth best, you know, (laughs) I'm like – and I know he doesn't catch the ball a ton out of the backfield like a Christian McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara or some of those. But it's just, you know, the, the even even my love of the running backs, even the running backs position just has me scratching my head sometimes.
6: Yeah, I, I tried to do that. I did a little uh, podcast uh, yesterday with a fan of the show and of the network as a whole, uh, our guy Emmett And we got into a little bit of fantasy talk and, and I got deep on uh, to Kareem Hunt and uh, Naheem Hines as two guys to kind of look at based on what their offenses are trying to do. But to your point about Nick Chubb, fantastic player. But now you're looking at an offense, and I don't know what Jacoby Brissett's going to be in this iteration. I don't know if he's going to be the guy long term, right? I have no idea what the Browns are going to be. The offensive line that they spent a lot of money uh, to shore up. Well, a couple of those guys got hurt last year. Do they come back 100%? Wide receiving position has totally changed. Like, there's so much going on there. Amari Cooper, now part I, of the deal there. So, I mean, I, there's stuff
7: to like. Yeah. And not to make this a Nick Chubb segment. No, I, I mean, it's, it could be a, a Nick Brown. Chubb
6: couple of minutes. <laughs>
7: it's just the fact of when you're watching games and you're doing the eye test, you know, they're just like, I, I, I rarely see Nick Chubb just not – do and you know do well even you know he even gets criticized for you know the type of goal line back that sure. he is and I'm like gosh I, you know I, I I I don't I don't see tons of it but I I think that those opportunities could be more if it's a season more of Jacoby Brissett so that two headed monster if you will
6: you know me I, I love me and we talked about him a lot last year Donovan Peoples Jones yes. and obviously they spent a lot of money to keep Injoku there. So yeah. we'll we'll see how that comes to fruition. Murray but
7: Cooper. Yeah, no,
2: Yeah.
6: Why why do we start with the Browns? Well, because they got rid of Baker Mayfield today. Uh, America's one of their long national nightmares. I mean, we got a lot of them anymore, Dan. Uh, but from a football perspective, this one, at least this part of the equation, is done. As he goes to Carolina, uh, the splitting up of the money, he eats three and a half million. The Panthers are on the hook for five million, the Browns, ten and a half million, they make it. Uh, Go away. So we now see the shifting in terms of how the quarterback position goes. You got Brissett and Dobbs and obviously waiting for a ruling and then the inevitable appeal with Deshaun Watson, my guess being the lower number of games off the jump and then boom, Roger Goodell comes back from the Iron Throne with a giant hammer like he did with the Ezekiel Elliott ruling, right? Recommendation, zero games. What did he serve? Six. Yes. So similar circumstance, I think, here uh, when it's all said and done. But again, that's speculation. Today we have legitimate, concrete, off-season news that doesn't involve a bunch of speculation about NBA trades. No, we consummated a deal. So now Baker Mayfield heads down to Carolina to fight with Sam Darnold. And whatever the, the battle is, you've got two guys that are more or less the same. I think when you talk about evaluating and I think Baker's better than he's given credit for, but still he's not world beating, but Sam Darnold has proven time. And again, yes, the compliment complimentary players in both New York and Carolina have been lacking. I think we can all say that last year. I was excited to see what would happen, even though they had a terrible offensive line McCaffrey gets hurt. And then you got DJ Moore and question marks. Throughout the rest of that offense. But now you bring in Baker Mayfield to vie for the job expected more out of Marshall. You've got McCaffrey back. And so, in theory, alongside D.J. Moore, who they paid a king's ransom to stay, one of the many wide receivers to get a deal, except for your guy, D.K. Metcalf. You really need to start championing that. Still waiting. Still waiting. (laughs) But we, we have this deal... Made and and in the end, the Browns are in a tough division, so expectations were already lowered. Even if you like the all fifty three, the signal caller makes everything move. Likewise in Carolina, folks can get a, a little bit excited. Yeah, you upgraded, and maybe it's a wild card situation, but that's just it. I'm trying to say that Baker Mayfield is suddenly going to unleash some power that is heretofore unseen in the National Football League because he wasn't brilliant in the year they went to the playoffs. He was good in spots, terrible, or at least mediocre at best for the first half of that season. So suddenly thinking he's going to be a world beater uh, with McAdoo, we didn't like him coming out of the draft, and Matt Rule, who, again, at this point, the innovation hasn't been there, is, I, I think, folks just wanting to see chaos now that this deal is actually done.
7: No, ma- no matter what you, you think of Baker Mayfield, there just is not a comparison to what he has done in the NFL uh, and to what Sam Darnold has done in the NFL. And uh, Baker Mayfield's, to me, a m- much more accomplished, even if it is just that one season, Mike. I mean, Sam Darnold, fair or unfair to your point about weapons – It's one of the criteria we use uh, with quarterbacks. You know, Aaron Rodgers went into Arizona facing an undefeated Cardinals team without, you know, his top wide receiving targets. And guess what? I know they needed an interception in the end zone to win the game, but they won the freaking game. Can you
6: elevate guys who are secondary and tertiary guys to being competent? Not only that, can your play also uh,
7: cover up some of the warts that your team Mm -hmm. has because of those absences? And, and, and Darnold's now had multiple opportunities and has failed miserably at both. And I know that the, Upheaval in the Carolina uh, offensive coordinating position uh, probably didn't do him any favors. But how many more chances are you going to give a guy? And that's and that's why I just it's such Baker's job because of what Baker has accomplished, what Darnold hasn't accomplished. And then just the timing of it, and just the timing of what both of these teams need, and both of these uh, coaches and quarterbacks. Matt Rule's coaching for his job. Baker Mayfield's playing for a new contract in the NFL, and that's and, and, and all of that is recipes for motivation. And all of that is just a recipe is where you go from Baker. Like I, I don't care that Sam Donald's got a four month head start on him, you know, with with knowing the playbook. Because Sam Darnold's known the playbook of the teams that he's played for the last three seasons, and he hasn't done anything with it. He's had his opportunities. This has to be Baker's opportunity in Carolina.
6: Opportunity to take the shot. Already starting to see uh, from the betting line, like as I said, move off that six-and-a-half number up a a tick. Uh, as you go, uh, Baker, one of only four quarterbacks in NFL history to throw at least 25 passing touchdowns in their rookie season. Would you care to venture a guess on the other three?
7: Okay, say it. Say the numbers the again. The only
6: quarterbacks in NFL history with 25 plus passing touchdowns in their rookie season. This is from the NFL on CBS. Oh
7: gosh, I uh, just tell me them.
6: Frostburg, activate. Yo. I, I figured yeah, you'd you just be yelling, Herbert, 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 and just oh. being done with it. Herbert, oh, I've already that. anointed him the king. What's going on? Okay, so yeah, so Herbert, Mayfield—that's King Herbert to you. You know what? I like that. Get that. Get that rolling. We'll get blinged out T-shirts, and you can sell them from the booth uh, on Sundays as you travel this earth. Uh, Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson—very oh. short list. Okay. And also speaks to the changing of the game. Uh, I think a, a bit as you as you were, and from the Action Network, a better put down ten thousand dollars for Baker Mayfield to win comeback player of <laughs> the year, sixteen to one odds. So ten k to win hundred sixty k.
7: I'd love to know who the other players that are that are up for the uh, possible. Well, let's see if we can't well. find that, huh? Track that down. It just it all it all fits, and Baker Mayfield's going to have now an opportunity to. Uh, to show his stuff in Carolina. And if it doesn't work, Mike, now Baker Mayfield transitions over into a spot where he's not getting every opportunity, that he's going to have to find a right spot and things are going to have to fall in, in into place. There may be some leeway given with the like first overall pick and and having that label, but when you're on two teams, and if it doesn't work on two teams – then, uh, then you've got issues. You know. You know the other thing about about this, Mike, that kind of kind of bothers me a, a, a little bit. When the NFL CBA changed a little over a decade ago, and we didn't have those monster rookie contracts. Mm-hmm. The the thing about the monster rookie contracts is they handcuff teams so bad for bad picks. Sure. And I and and for years, and I remember even you know when Ricky Williams did his contract, everybody prior to that was saying football fans were saying you should get paid for what you've done, not for what you should. And then Ricky Williams has a fully incentive based contract, some incentives that there was no way he was going to reach, and people are criticizing him for him. It's like, well, you know, you, which way do you want it? The point I'm bringing up is this: the Cleveland Browns, for as bad as the franchise has been really now aren't penalized for making that bad Baker pick. Sure. Like you can move on from it, and and maybe you say that not winning and not having the success is penalties enough, but there, there were contracts back in the day and picks back in the day that if you don't get them right – then you are handcuffed for five years. Sure, You have got to figure out a way. There's a little part of me that is like, well, look at the Browns. They just go and trade Baker Mayfield, and they sign Deshaun Watson and all of his problems for $230 million. Yeah, eat a little
6: bit of money, and you move on.
7: Yeah, maybe that's the karma that's coming back to them uh, with that, but there's a little bit of part of me that is like, shouldn't some of these teams suffer for making some of these bad picks? But not in today's NFL.
6: Yeah, always a question. I mean, go back to Sam Bradford holding up the check, right? Cuz he's the last guy, so yep. he's always the poster boy uh for that era and and you argue the merits of it either way, but to your point, yeah, you you ha- you were beholden to and the salary cap at that point, I mean, look at those deals. I mean, what those guys were getting was such a gross percentage sure. of the salary cap in that that era 20 years ago. That now you've got the uh, at least some flexibility to move on and just say, "All right, Vegas blackjack dealer, yeah. clap my hands. I'm done." All right, here we go. Just very quickly, the comeback player of the year, uh, and then we've got a couple of fun, or well, at least things to entertain in the golf world that we want to do, and and I've got my expert Dan Byer to, to break them down. Uh, Derek Henry is the favorite at three to one, followed by Jameis Winston at five and a half to one, Michael Thomas at seven to one, McCaffrey seven and a half to one. Daniel Jones at eight to one, Trubisky at ten to one, Dobbins at ten to one, then Cam Akers twelve to one, and then we get into Mayfield, Watson, Mariota, Etienne, etc. Uh,
7: the Mariota one is intriguing, fourteen I, to I, one only. I, interesting. I I I think that could have some legs. I really do.
6: There you go. And there and
7: there. You, That's where I'd put my money. Dobbins and Akers were a close second and third, but I'd put it on Mariota.
6: Nicely done. How about uh, Trey Lance at fifty to one? I don't know how uh, he's coming back from anything, but uh, that's all. Yeah, although I guess they did point. disclose months after the season ended that he did have a finger injury.
7: Yeah. Good point.
6: I don't, yeah. yeah. What's he coming back from? But at fifty to one, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is eventually going to get dealt, right? I mean, it has to happen, right? Right? I mean, Baker was the domino to fall, but. Where's there a seat left for Jimmy G?
7: I don't
6: know. Yeah, we'll talk about that, uh, perhaps another time. We'll get back into the golfing world, a couple of legends, uh, legacies, histories, and what's the future look like for both. He's Dan Byer in for Jason Smith on Mike Arman, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Arman here on Fox Sports Radio.
8: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
6: podcast. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio. Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith. Tonight, we're having a blast going through the stories of the day. Coming up in about 20 minutes from now, we'll get the family together as we always do when Dan Beyer is with us here. But we've got a couple of stories out of golf, Dan. Uh, your wheelhouse, your love of the game uh, and the sport and where it's headed. And obviously, we've had some great discussions related to the PGA Tour and, and Live Golf and the seven event series going on and all the dollars and cents and and watching that unfold, but you know, one of our long time the,
7: the the yeah. sense is not only C E N T S, it's also S E N S E. No,
6: that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, very carefully crafted sentences here yes. on yes. Fox Sports Radio, no question about it. Uh, the excellence of elocution, uh, as I like to call it. Uh, Tiger Woods hanging out at the J P McManus Pro Am in the County Limerick, where my family's from. Uh I did not know that. Which is why I have the gift of gab, evidently. Uh, But he showed up and a lot of smiles, a lot of uh, celebrities and and top names on the tour, raising a ton of money as they do each and every year. But for Tiger Woods, you know, it's the idea of, all right, I want to play in the British Open, also now known as just the Open. Uh, But I want to give it at least one more run at a high level is the quote that I've seen show up in my timeline and numerous articles and the kid in me, right? Cause I'm not much older than tiger woods. So I'm going to still call myself a kid uh, that I've aged along with him. That I keep wanting to see greatness from guys that are about our age, mm-hmm. my age one more time, right? To see that the body and the mind are strong enough to have that resolve to do so. And acquitted himself pretty well at this pro-am uh, in Ireland, uh, Something that I'll have to put on my bucket list to go and attend and hang out. Uh, Maybe golf, of course, uh, in Ireland at some point. You know, once I can actually hold a club again uh, as I get my right hand back to making a rudimentary fist uh, at this point. But now we're looking at Tiger Woods and and trying to figure out. You and I have had this discussion in various forms through the years of just trying to figure out. Tiger Woods at 46 being able to make said run that he's trying to do right quote i'm lucky enough to be part of the past champions that have won there want to play there again and i don't know when they're ever going to go back while i'm still able to play at a high level expectations for him here right are we unrealistic as a sporting community is it too much wishing and hoping uh versus what reality is because when the name tiger woods gets brought up dan everybody gets excited
7: yeah I think that there is a lot of wishing and hoping and i I don't think that it's I don't think that it's there right now, but I would say to to Tiger's point that you mentioned of him pointing out that he wants to play at the open championship when it's at St Andrews when he's still competitive i don't I don't know what the future holds for Tiger Woods and if I had to bet one way or the other if I had to bet he wins another major or he doesn't win a major. I'm obviously picking he doesn't win another major. It's just mm-hmm. you, for honestly for, for a lot of the professionals you would probably pick they're not gonna win a another major Sans a, a John Rahm or a Colin Morikawa or I mean Rory hasn't won one since twenty fourteen. I think he's got sure. a really good chance next week, but that's major championship golf. So so Tigers saying that this like this could be a last dance, I think that you you could maybe think of it that way. However, there are a couple of things that then I'll do the positive spin on it mike the open championship goes back to st andrews as often as they can and they've done that usually every 5 years and they've wanted to have the 150th uh, at st andrews and so that's where it is this year that's why it was supposed to be there uh, last year but then the year before, remember, they uh, canceled the, uh, they canceled it in 2020. So they just pushed everything back a year. So the 150th would be at St. Andrews. The 155th may be there five years from now. And Tiger, at that point, would be in his early 50s. And I know that's not where you would think, like, oh, it's competitive. But if Phil Mickelson won... You know, a a PGA championship like he did last year at 50. I think that's an actual motivation for Tiger. I'm not saying he could do it, but I think it's a motivation. He knows how to play Lynx golf, but. In his recent form, I just find it very difficult for him to, to to compete. I mean, he won the Open Championship in 2000, shooting 19 under par. He won it in 2005, shooting 14 under par. Then in 2010, Louis Tazen, I believe, was 16 under par when he ended up uh, winning the, uh, the Claret Jug. So, like, you have to really go low, Mike. And Tiger's shooting in the seventies, right? And 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 that's where that's where it's that's why. I just I don't think that it's going to be there next week when he plays. But this was the goal. He mentioned it when he played at the, the Masters in April that he was playing in the Masters and that he was going to play at St. Andrews. There was no idea what was going to happen in between. He ends up playing the PGA and then withdraws after three rounds and then doesn't play the U.S. Open. But I think he just wanted to be there for this. But I would not count him out. Even even though it's very slim of his odds of, of winning another major and specifically an Open Championship, I still wouldn't put it past him. I just don't think it's going to happen next week.
6: Yeah, and oftentimes, look, people take their pejoratives when we have – Athletes in any sport and go on down the line where they're deemed, you know, I guess to put it in its simplest terms, past past the prime, past the point of being competitive, good at all, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things, right? We We remember the – and I'm trying to be kind about it, right? I don't want to be dismissive because – we all we all hit yeah. our end at whatever job yeah, we do, gotta be respectful. Our, our athletic yeah. pursuits, whatever, right? Because we have Willie Mays at the end of his run in a Mets uni, the famous seventy three tops photo uh, that is out there. You can Google that as you want. Joe Namath as a Ram, I, you know Emmett Smith. There was a photo just the last but two weeks ago, Dan. That was Emmett Smith in his Cardinals uniform and Jerry Rice in a Seahawks jersey as they hugged each other and and things of that nature right we've seen guys play to the point of all right they can still maybe move a bit right football one of those things you're still going to have some catches still going to run for some yardage but you're not the player you were golf can you win maybe not but can you have a round can you have a couple of holes that still capture the imagination sure and that's where tiger woods has been for a while Right, yeah. well, we've seen one or two good rounds, and then day three it goes awry. Or physically, uh, he's not able to finish. Right, we've seen it with his leg since the the accident and such. So you know, but there's still just that hope that you can find one more, one more round in. Sure. Which so as a as a sports fan, right? <laughs> Serena, why did we pay attention at Wimbledon? Maybe you like tennis. Maybe you just like history and l- legacy and legendary performers for one more run and that's tiger where we're at anytime his name is on an entry card
7: i i mean it's amazing that he's still he has even teeded up from the accident that was you know 16 17 months ago and there you know were so many procedures done on his leg and still probably being done on sure. his leg as well So to expect that he would be able to come back and and do this is actually remarkable. And we should be glad that we're even seeing him tee it up. And I think that's the feeling of of almost everybody. But I also just don't put it past him, Mike, that he continues to try to train, continues Mm -hmm. to try to play just these major events that he can, maybe a one-off event here and there. To try to compete in the majors, and I do think that Phil Mickelson's win at the PGA, where Phil won it when he was fifty years old and fifty years old in eleven months, by the way, when he won uh, at Kiwa Island last year, the that's the thing that that's the thing that these guys do. Like that's now an, another benchmark that Tiger could put on the wall to be like, all right, I want to beat Phil. I want to make sure that he doesn't have the record for oldest player to win a major. So that is something that actually may put five more years of Tiger maybe trying to grind through these majors. And to your point, just to have a good week, one good week, Phil Mickelson prior to winning the PGA championship last year, two weeks prior was his, his, uh, the last time he played prior to the PGA championship, finished 69th. There's a pretty good chance Mike that he was dead last of players that made the cut. He didn't make the cut at the uh, Valspar that was 3 weeks prior at the Masters he was a tied for 21st. These were his other results. Cut, tied for 25th, tied for 35th, cut, tied for 53rd. So there wasn't and then cut, tied for 55th prior to that. Like that's those were his there was no form that Phil Mickelson showed heading into the PGA Championship that year that he was going to compete. But he had a week. And I think that's what always brings us back to Tiger is, yeah, you know I mentioned he just keeps on shooting in the 70s, and that's about it. But maybe that one week he has lightning in a bottle. I just, it, it, it could happen five years from now, Mike. I would almost bet that would more than likely happen than it would happen next week.
6: See, I enjoy the uh, potential chaos and all of it. Yes. And so long as guys like he and Brady and others are still out there doing their thing as I get my recovery pajamas and everything ready uh, for the next run of my, uh, my life here, Dan. Uh, so long as they're on a court, on a football field, on a course, uh, I, I don't feel too old uh, except for the aches and pains that greet me every morning.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
6: Mike check. Mike check.
8: Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real... on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: As Tim Curry once talked about anticipation, that's where we're at at this time in the night. That's right, Rocky Horror Picture Show. here, And that's only appropriate because the tease included another cast member therein. So to make it all make sense, Mike Harmon, Dan Byer, with you here at the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. I turn it over to our guy, Dan Byer because when he joins us, A lot of special things happen here on Fox.
7: This is going to be fun, Mike. As the Fox family is back together for the feud, Mike Harmon, Justin Frostberg, the Big A, Alex Teichert, and Brian Fenley making up the Fox family tonight. Top six answers on the board, just six to go with tonight. Oh boy, there are three strikes and a pass available. We know the four major sports. This is no offense to the MLS. It just made my uh, job easier to not include them. NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL. Guys, I want to know the six U.S. states that are home to exactly exactly three major sports leagues. So the states that have teams that represent the league, I want to know the six states that are home to exactly three, not four, not all four of them, not two, but exactly three, of the major sports leagues of the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL. Mike Carmen, we start with you.
6: As my brain starts running, let's go to Denver.
7: Denver. Okay, so it would be the state of Colorado. Yes. Okay, all right. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's all. It's all good. I know. This is a tough one. This is a tricky one tonight. All right. Is it Colorado? no broncos rockies avalanche nuggets making up the four there damn it yes yes justin frostberg six states that are home to exactly three of the major sports leagues
6: i didn't want to count russell wilson sorry (laughs) that's that's all that was for you dan
7: (laughs) thanks for being a team player all right frostberg you are up only three right yes Six oh. American states that are home to exactly three major league sports Give me Missouri. Leagues. Missouri. All right. Show me Missouri. There they are. Yes. You've got the NFL. You've got Major League Baseball. And you have the NHL with the St. Louis Blues. Missouri is a go. No NBA team in that state. Over to the Big A, Alex Tyshirt. Dan,
2: for some reason I was thinking of the number 10 because maybe that was all I see. How about Tennessee, Dan? Let me get oh, that Tennessee. one. Oh, <laughs> Tennessee.
7: That's a good guess. Show me Tennessee. <laughs> Let's go! There it is. Woo! No NBA, but you've got the Grizzlies oh. in Memphis, and you got the Predators and Titans in Nashville. Let's Tennessee go. is off the board. Let's go, Brian Fenley.
1: Having used to be a resident of Spokane, Washington. I'm going Washington State, guys.
7: Oh, let's go to the Pacific Northwest. Show me Washington. Yes. Now the Kraken are there. The Mariners are there. And the Seahawks are there. We are just waiting for those Sonics. Back around to Mike Carmen.
6: Who's struggling to not have like 9,000 <laughs> things going through his brain. There's a pass available if you want. You know what? I've never done it. They, they say they, you'll never forget your first time. I'll take it here. All right. Harvin's taking the pass.
7: Let's knock off North Carolina. North Carolina. Yes, you've got the Hurricanes in Raleigh. you got the Panthers in Charlotte. you got the Hornets in Charlotte. So North Carolina is off the board over to Justin Frostberg.
6: Oh, man. Sorry, about, buddy. I had to do it. How about
7: Michigan? Michigan. That's a pretty good guess. Is it Michigan? Uh, Nah, they got the wings. They got the Pistons. They got the Tigers. Some may say the Lions aren't an NFL team, but (laughs) we count them for this exercise. That's the second strike. Let's go over to the big A, Alex Tyshirt.
2: Oh, Dan. He passed too? Uh.
7: (laughs) Yeah, pass is gone.
2: Dan. Um... So I know you guys aren't anime fans, but there's this one great movie called Whiskered Away. So why don't we follow the whisker and go to Wisconsin, Dan? How about that Oh,
7: one? my home state. Show me Wisconsin. Let's go! Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. No NHL team. Brian Fenley, it is all up to you. Six American states that are home to exactly three major on, sports leagues.
1: Isn't there a song called Ohio is for Lovers? I hope so. Anyway, isn't that Virginia? Yeah, but in this case, it's Ohio. Is it
7: Ohio? (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) I forgot about the Cavs. Oh,
7: Uh, (laughs) uh, if only Georgia was on your mind. Ah, yes, the Georgia was the final answer. You're not counting Uh, the Thrashers. Uh, that being now defunct. I went to a Thrasher's game once. I've never been to a Hawks game, but I've been to a Thrasher or a Hawks game in Atlanta. No, no mercy on Thrasher's
2: us game. tonight, Dan. Yeah, you that, went, you, you d- went full Chris Sale on us. That was tough. That was really tough. Speak for so. yourself,
4: guys.
6: <laughs> Big A. Tyshirt found it really a? easily in the Google machine. T- I was not <laughs> or using he's Google. now channeling some other form of Shirt in another universe you like know, he's in the Marvel. It helps when his phone dings, too. <laughs> No, that was just the ding for the right answers. Oh, man. Anyway, oh, we, we referenced that Chris Sale video. I might do a little bit of that. And I don't know why I just screamed Denver. Just I don't know. There was no thought to it. I was like, all right, that guy, that guy. Okay, oh. go ahead.
7: Uh, sometimes uh, there's advantages to going first, right? I got problems. Not tonight.
6: Uh, anyway, uh, he's Dan Baier. I'm Mike Carmen Coming up next, we take a turn into the NBA and going dark. At Bed
1: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome
0: to Locatora Radio, Season 9. Love, Love at, first at First Listen. listen.